Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. Uh, this is part two. We're going to jump back into the conversation with Mr. Tyrone Walker. Uh, they'll say, um, you're here now, you're in Attica. We are the bosses. You do what we tell you. When we tell you to walk, you walk. When we tell you to eat, you eat. When we tell you to sleep, you sleep. When we tell you not to talk, we don't talk. And they don't look at us like human beings. Meanwhile, they are the ones that are the animals. And it functions you in a capacity as more or less like a vegetable because you're not able to think anymore. Because you're told what to do and when to do and how often to do it, right? I, mean, I don't think that any sane person can tolerate it. I don't care who you are. You're looking for humane treatment. That's all. Humane treatment. We are given a bath once a week. Very briefly, once a week. You see, these things, you're taking away the bare necessities. Things that a man needs to feel like he's a human being. These are taken away. You don't have them. I don't know. I'm, I try not to be bitter, you see, dealing with these people, trying to be bitter. But I don't know. Everything they do, everything they do is designed to destroy you, dehumanize you, make you a complete nothing. For now, some time, we've all been concerned about this trouble that was brewing in the prison. It's, you could feel it in the air. Anybody that works in a prison or institution could feel things like that in the air. You know something is brewing, we're all apprehensive, but you can't tell when it's going to happen. Every night we expected it. I don't think nobody would intentionally try to provoke an incident because they know they realize that they don't have a chance. But at the same time, like you just can't keep presenting that garbage and accept somebody to take it. Because we had a beautiful society in the yard. You know, because basically we realized, you know, that all we had was, was each other. You know, so we clung to each other, spite of all our different ideologies, and there were a thousand ideologies out there. You know, but they worked it out. But the common good. Like it was just boss, all of us together. You understand, all of us eating together. You know, like having to suffer together. It was four days without bathing. You had to smell each other. Four days of going hungry, sharing what you had amongst each other. It was really groovy, man, you know? Groovy in the sense that you know what it is to have unity. You did. It was really a united thing. You did. It was a thing where, you know, where we're going to do this, you know? It was, it was nice. We, had, we might have a disagreement on it. But as to the thing as a whole, we're all together, though. There was no really racial tension and everybody was looking out for each other, sharing food and sharing cigarettes and putting up uh, things to sleep in and mattresses, you know, the whole organization and it was just fantastic the way everybody worked together, you know, it was really beautiful.
you brothers to get together because we together here and we these people think we shucking and jiving but we is for real well, I, I thought things were bad down home but uh, I've never seen anything like this the people in here are treated like dogs not only the black the Puerto Rican and the white and we're going to get what we demand or we're going to die trying yes, support us all the way we're doing this for everybody we no longer wish to be treated as statistics. We want to be treated as human beings. When Times Square was taken and all the blocks were taken, going through a block is the block going to the administration. Up. They, the, they locked that down. That means going out the front door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people that ran through the gate, they left their own police. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. Um, some of <laughs> fright or flight takes hold. All that training goes out the door now. Some of these guys leave their own fellow brothers in there. Times Square gets taken over. And for the most part, how is it determined when you got 2,000 inmates, different age groups, different level of gangster, and getting ready to get busy, mm -hmm. different anger, different mm -hmm. intellect. How is it that, that it seems to come together, at least people are working together. And what I mean by that is, somebody says, you know what, we can't, we can't kill these, 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 uh, these, these, these guards because, you know, look, we would be just like them. Um, we, you know, they blocked us out, they cut off the stuff, you know what, my Vietnam experience, let's dig, let's dig a trench so we can, um, yeah. how are we gonna eat? Like, yeah. how, how did the thinking and the strategic part come through because there was young one brother in the in the film who said, "Yo, man, I ain't want to do all that. I wanted to get at these guards for what they did to us, that was, that and what they were doing kill. us on that, a regular day." That, that, was, that, was that? that was our kill. That was our kill. Wasn't that? It wasn't that we was trying to tell them to to, to change the the the, the uh, break down the walls or anything. Treat us like human beings. That's what we wanted. Give us some of the basic things that 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 a human being need. To, to, to come out and survive. I was young and stupid. I, I don't, see, I don't lie to myself. I did a lot of stupid things. I was young and foolish. So I, so like, I was mad. You know, when you're mad, you can't really, you can't really think properly. You know, when you're mad, you know, you, you know, I was always a, like a physical type of person. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, a great speaker. I'm not stupid, but I'm not, a, I know what I, I know what's going on. I know how to get it out in certain ways, right? But I was mad. I was angry at, at, at the system. You know, I just wanted to get out and, you know, and, 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 and um, just, just, I wanted to take revenge, you know. I was mad. What was going on in my mind for them for, I was locked in a box, because they kept us in a box. I was up there with the people they considered being leaders, our, our, our representatives. And we was locked in a box from September 13th to when I came home. But other people was locked in afterwards, because they didn't let them out for another year or so and they shipped them out to different prisons. We wasn't asking them to let us get out, you know, to let us, um, we just wanted educational programs, you know, better food, you know, um, 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 more respect. Stop hitting the stick up against what, we're not animals. You know what I'm saying, they, they get farms up there. You do that with your cows, man, you know, boom, boom, uh, walk. 
boom, stop. You know, we're not stupid, man. You know, treat us with respect. Stop holding our mail up. Stop, stop you know, uh, uh, starting stuff. You know, like, antagonize people with, with, with doing things that they know that would, you know, make someone go off. Go off. I kill is is ill. I kill is straight up, straight up. Yeah. We one of the kids that came from Auburn that got fucked up. Mm -hmm. They beat the shit out of me. In mm -hmm. Auburn box, beat the shit out of me in Attica box. Mm -hmm. And so he was yeah, he's, yeah, that's what Everywhere he said. Everywhere he went, they would jump on because he would jump on them. So so it's like how does that how how does cooler that's, heads Yeah, all right. We 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 um we um elected representatives from every block that was out there. So it was ABC. democratic. Yeah, yeah, we did the democratic thing. And there was the respected leaders of the yard. So Big, uh, what's homeboy? I was just was in the uh, Oakland. Black. Big uh, Black. Big Black. There's yeah. a book. They they did a, like a Black Panther. Yeah, he's security. He was, he, you know, we gave him charge of security. Mm -hmm. You know, but he had some, he had some people that was down with him. Mm -hmm. That was straight up, straight up. Gotcha. You know, I mean, all right, like, we'll listen to your punk ass, but uh, <laughs> so, and it was like South Brooklyn. Gotcha. So he had, you know, he had, and and he had a little little rep from the street. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my family knew him. Mm -hmm. His partners were school. I mean, his real crime partners, Battle Axe. Mm -hmm. They were stick up kids, mm -hmm. real stick up kids. Mm -hmm. You know, and so he had his props, and people gave him his props. Um, who was in charge of the hostages? You know, from once again, from a, you, you say a democratic perspective, mm -hmm. get it to the Muslims. Muslims, you know, uh, followers of the Honorable Elijah mm -hmm. Muhammad, because that was prevalent at that time. What, what role did like Black Guerrilla Family or BLA? Okay, or, okay, or all right, well, all right. Uh, the, the, the BLA, Black Group, really wasn't at that. You had the People's Party and okay. the Panthers. And the Panthers. Okay. okay. And let, let me just say this here, because a lot of things is, is lost in the sauce, also. The outgrowth of the actually Black Liberation Army comes from Auburn and Attica. From Auburn and Attica. And Attica. I didn't know that. They you just you you assume that it happened in the in the street. They came to the street. Gotcha. And that that makes a lot of sense. They came to the street. That makes a lot of sense. Four or five people that got straight up killed them. It was all came from. And and, and it's 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 funny that you, the insight that you you're providing that because I don't think you know. In American society, it was built on terror. Mm -hmm. It was built on terror mm -hmm. and racism and violence, like mm -hmm. extreme mm -hmm. systemic violence. Mm -hmm. um, the prison system is just a legacy of the slavery system that was built in this place. But the politics that go into play, people don't understand that in, in jail because jail, you watch the Super Bowl, Motherfuckers is wearing prison suits, crip walking, dancing on stage, yeah, 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 like no it's some place to be fun. <laughs> no doubt. You know, it's something to be sold. No doubt. People don't understand the politics that are played in, in jail. In other words, you go to jail and a dude will be a punk on the street, or like a not to be paid attention on the street, but in jail, he's strong. Make or, yeah. You know, or, or vice versa. Yeah, so yeah, no, no, like, no, you're right. You're all, right. All, all, all this, like, dynamics and politics to get put aside and to say, yo, look, this is what we got to do. It makes you think that these prisoners and these humans really have something to say about this experience. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why it was so dynamic, Kenny. That's why the outplay of, you know, when we found out, yo, that we had cameras and all like that, we had TV, 
looking at what uh, 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 the commission was saying. You know, he go out mm-hmm. there, he say one thing in the yard. Oh, 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 oh. That was the warden, right? That was the commissioner of corrections. corrections. <laughs> that was the commissioner of corrections. Okay, and so he would go out saying one thing and come back and say, Oswald, Russell G. So Russell, why are you doing that? Oh, what you guys want? Oh, we want this, that, that, and that's where all the people came in. So called observers, it became the negotiating committee. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what they evolved into the, 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 the negotiating committee. Because you had everybody from all different walks of life that come in there. And, and, and it, was, it was really interesting to watch because now in, in 2022, um, you know, the, 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 the prison system on both the state and federal uh, level in this country is horrible. Oh it's, it's compared to, in my opinion, we, we talk about third world countries and banana republics. This is not a big drop off with the American prison system but comparing. Look, but look at the money they pump into pump it, though. It. Yes, listen, it's two point. You don't, and this is what I tell people all the time you don't incarcerate 2.5 million people by mistake. No. The, that is a, it serves a financial purpose, it serves a social contract purpose. Sure. It serves a purpose to maintain a certain um, social hierarchy in this country. Sure. Um, and to show you the depths of it, MCC, the federal jail, was only shut down when a rich white billionaire boy killed himself. Yes. All those atrocities that was going on in there before oh. that, no one cared. Nobody no one cared. thought about it. All no. these things that's going on in Rikers uh, <laughs> right now, no one's thinking about that. And you, for, for that moment in time, one of the pop, most powerful things to me in Attica where you had how many people died? Thirty something people died. Allegedly, maybe more. It was more. Yeah, I agree. It was more. You know why I could say that, Kenny? Because you had some people that was in Attica until the cows would come home mm-hmm. and didn't have no communication with nobody. Gotcha. So you could just you could just dump that body. Listen, that. I I done seen people die in prison in the last five years, and the family don't get notified to like a, a month later. Addicted. And the remains, they don't even have the remains. The so, same thing in Clinton. So, so you get, so just to speed ahead a little bit, the negotiation breaks down and partly it breaks down because they were disingenuous, but then it became political to me because now you have these black men of all ages thinking and trying to do something practically about their current situation and brutality and racism yes. that they're dealing with. And the racism and brutality is so bad that not only the blacks are getting it, in the Hispanics, but these white guys are getting it in there too. Foster. And 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 then you get Richard Nixon talking to Rockefeller, and now it starts going in a really. You get what Bobby Seale come? Did Bobby Seale? Bobby came. Bobby came. They, the way the film made it seem like Bobby came in and came right back out. Um, and. It, it, you look at that situation and you think about how the prison system is today and you would have thought a, a intelligent society that's reflective would have said, Joe, wait, you know what? Maybe we're doing this thing wrong. But they send these guys in who got an axe to grind who, with, with hate in their eyes and their blood, racism, shooting, mm-hmm. kill not only inmates, kill their own, kill their own, kill their own. lie about it, yeah. Say that their throats were slit. Yeah. 
And then it comes out that they killed their own. None of them ever were prosecuted. Here's the crazy part about it. Here's the crazy. You still got people up there right now. Right now. That's right now. Right now. Right now. Today. Saying that that didn't happen. They didn't get shot. Right now, and they pass it on to generations. Generations. And that's why the prison, the prison industrial complex with these little communities that's built on the prison site. They keep that little iconic, that little archery thing going. That that coroner who came from Rochester, mm -hmm. who did the autopsy, said, mm -hmm. wait a minute, hold up. I was in Attica Hospital, mm -hmm. bandaged my head and all like that. When the police, they came with the newspaper, run up, said something wrong. And my six are watching the police, because they watching us. Mm -hmm. And it's such a sad thing. They got shot. They got shot. Oh, who got shot? Hmm. And then that's the same time you had, this is post-rap, you had senators and observers, all like that. They walking around the jail to come to the hospital. So I asked the dude, excuse me, who are you? Well, I'm from the governor's office. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, what you doing? Mm -hmm. Well, you guys are being treated. I said, I'm being treated, right? I said, see them badges up. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. I said, who killed the hostages? I want to know that. Mm -hmm. And he turned beat red. He said, what did you hear? I said, I heard that they got shot. That's what I heard. I ain't going to tell me the truth or what. He dropped his head and walked away from me. I was in Attica Hospital. So, <laughs> I was in Attica Hospital. Was, was, was really... Wild to me is the footage. Like it was two things that stood out to me. You didn't hear from any. You heard from the guards, family members. Yeah. You didn't hear. They didn't interview any. I didn't see any guards. There was anything. uh. There was um. According to Stanley and Tracy Curry, because we had a long talk. Those mm -hmm. were the producer and co-producer of, mm -hmm. of the film. They went to them mm -hmm. and asked, "You want to participate?" Mm -hmm. And we're trying to be objective as mm -hmm. possible. Said when they went to the town of Attica, mm -hmm. state troopers and everybody surrounded them. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Whoa, look, we're doing a documentary. Yeah. And we wanted, y'all want, and they actually asked me to leave here. Oh. Very subtly. Tracy told me. Gotcha. So they didn't, they didn't want to say anything. They didn't want to say anything. You got to remember, not one, not one state trooper, not one national guard, oh. not one prison guard was indicted for any, any, any assault or murder. That's, that took place. That's and and even <laughs> the torture that happened after. People don't understand that one scene where they have y'all walking on glass, naked, crawling through the trenches. Through shit. Through shit, and they got the, the homeboy laying on his back with that football. Said that football, yeah. dumping them cigarettes on him. He yeah. dropped that football. They gonna kill him. Yeah. And how they. They describe when they came in, they're yelling for LD. And they killed him. And they killed him. And they showed his body. And they showed his body. Yeah. And that's on footage. That's the first time I've seen that. You never you have never, never seen that. I never seen the one where the guys got his eyes. I've seen other documents that they had, they shown. Mm -hmm. That's the first time I've ever seen those. Alright. Yeah. Um, um we're gonna take a break, man. Um and come back. <laughs>
So you never seen that footage. Yep. That that I'll never forget how that kid looked. And that, that they killed him. They killed him. Straight and, up. You know, let, 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 let me say this here. If you remember in the documentary, and I'm gonna go blow by blow, when John Johnson and all of them are outside the wall mm -hmm. and all the shooting stop, all the murder, mm -hmm. they shoot something, then you hear Pow! Yeah, them single, them single shots. Those are hits. And it's on tape. Those are hits. It's, it's on the tape. Yes. Those are hits. Do you remember where you were when they came in? Or when, when, they, came, when yeah. they decided to shoot? Yeah, I was off, walking um, on the sidewalk not too far from where we had the trains at. Mm -hmm. And when the helicopter came over, when the helicopter came over the middle of the yard, the first thing you heard was, uh, put your hands on your le head, lay down, you not be harmed. And this gas, they, they let this gas, oh my God, this gas knocked me to my knees, Kenny. Mm -hmm. it knocked, as a matter of fact, it cleaned up my whole sinus. I had, you know, mm -hmm. snot and all mm -hmm. that. I mean, it literally cleaned it out. Mm -hmm. And I took another brief and I had to fall down. Mm -hmm. And then the next time I was turning, and I, and I felt my foot jump. And then I had a big afro. And see how my hands curves up a little bit? Yeah. Put a shotgun blast on my head. So so you get shot where? In my head, hands, leg. Head, foot. leg, and hand. Foot. Foot. Yeah. Laying down. Laying down, bro. I wasn't standing. Laying down. Laying down. Laying down, bro. Laying down. As a matter of fact, the doctor from Meyer Memorial Hospital, I'll never forget him as long as I live. I'll never forget him. Only seen him once. Mm -hmm. And he said, I gotta cut your hair right here. He said, There's a cut. And he said, A millimeter of an inch. And he said, Wait a minute. You have to put a plate in your head. Hmm. Okay, because a double art, they wasn't using bird shot. They were mm -hmm. using double art. Double. Double art. Wow. Well, each bullet, each one of the little pellets was like a thirty-two. When they when they came in, did they immediately take you to the hospital? Well, what happened? I, I, I thank God, I was fortunate because as I was trying to crawl and bleed and and observing what they're saying, you had on your head. Um, National Guard's corpsman came with one of them green stretches mm -hmm. and they was yeah. pulling people out cool. beyond. And I guess I was just completely so confused to get him out of here too. Did you? So you go to the hospital? I went to well the side of the building. Is the hospital? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you get better, they bring you back into Attica. I stayed. I stayed in the hospital for how long? Yeah, I stayed in the hospital for about um, close to a month and a half. Month and a half. Yeah. What were you thinking in that month and a half? Well. I saw Healing, start healing up. They changed my bandages a little bit, but I remember a little because still couldn't walk. Mm -hmm. uh, the first nine days I was constipated. Well, yeah, the first nine days I was constipated. And the uh, nurse could say something. I said, Yeah, I can take a shit. Mm -hmm. And he gave me um, a laxative. And that, that worked well. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. You, your body heals up quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, I seen brothers where you can see they want you can see inner organs moving and all like that, and we started healing. So the box was full up. Mm -hmm. We call segregation was full up, and they made another box, uh, two company and six company in A block, 
And I went, you know, with my little stretching, hopping, went to the uh, Montenegro block. Mm. You know, and what was it? What was the vibes like? What was the, the environment? Everybody that, wondering who's who and where they coming from. You know, mm -hmm. as soon as I came on, the, as soon as I came on the tail of the company, yo, who that? Yo, this is time, man. Mm -hmm. I was in B block, man. I just came from the hospital. Fuck y'all, mm -hmm. young snitch. Okay, you know, okay. You know, you had, you know, You're still jail. Who, who I am? You yeah. yeah, you know, I the paranoia's dead. Cause everybody's locked and, up. And listen, this trauma on the street, this trauma in life. Yeah. Trauma in some people's house. Now, the Attica riots was, uh, or, the, or the uprising yeah. was yeah. a traumatic yeah. thing. Yes. In October, I went down A block. I went to A block, I was, I was a 32, 33 cell, something like that, and was full up. And um, very people started identifying me, started talking through the vents. Mm -hmm. People want to sit to, oh, yo, Todd, you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, Lawyers started coming in, started seeing mm -hmm. us and all like that, and uh, uh, paralegals, mm -hmm. and getting information to people that's up in the big box, and mm -hmm. who's who, where's where, where's everybody, who got killed, man, where's so-and-so, where's so because what happened, they shipped out, they shipped out over, I'm going to say maybe a thousand people from Attica, because remember, uh, uh, all the B block and D block was non-usable. Mm. Those cell blocks, those mm. cell blocks are not usable. But one of the things that, you know, American history, you live in a society that does not read or value history and information and also weaponizes misinformation and ignorance. It's, it's, really, it's really tough to hear that tape of Nixon and Rockefeller talking, where Nixon, you can see he's trying to make it about Oh, it was the blacks. It was the, it was the blacks. Guy. It was the blacks. blacks. You got to understand. That's him and Hoover. That you got to understand the history. The, the history. Yeah, his Cause, history. Because they, they, they think about Malcolm. They think yeah. about and Ali. They think about yo. These blacks are the, uprising. The mill houses and the mill houses in uh, in California was all clan. That's his family. Yes. And That's his family. And it was poor people. Yeah. And and when you think America had its moment to to understand how. It, the humanitarian efforts that needed to be made made in its prison system, but when you think back now on history, they just became more violent. Yeah, very much so. More inefficient. Um, take this. Take the take the the schools out of the jails. Take the education out of the jails. Take the programmings out. Mm -hmm. House and warehouse these niggas so that this town can get some money and economy going through. They get, they get Just like on the street. Lock up them niggas and forget a constitution so we can get more money. And it's it's quite... When the information is right before you and people don't see it, it's really disheartening because even on, a, on another level, I don't know if many people... You know, I do death penalty work, uh, federal, and there was a... Um, the Supreme Court uh, overturned and, and reinstated the death execution of the Boston bomber and the, and the kid. He's a kid. He's 18 when it happened. Mm -hmm. And everybody's jump up and jumping up and down about Russia and the United States. You know what's one difference that people don't know? Russia don't have the death penalty. There's a death. There's a moratorium on that death yeah. penalty in Russia. In most countries, no. In most countries, it is. America, it ain't. 
Yeah. Um, solitary confinement. Yeah. I, I represent people who are in solitary confinement 24 hours. I represent people in Admax. Uh, I represent people in, in Colorado. Colorado, FDC, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you name it. Oh, FDC in Puerto Rico, MCC out here, um, Big Sandy, mm-hmm. Otisville, but then, you know, Sing Sing, Attica, Green, all those places are still here. Yes. And when I think people don't understand, like, you're very intelligent. Like, seriously, not everybody's intelligent. You're intelligent. And you survive something that is horrible, shouldn't have happened. And I want to get past this a bit because I know there was a settlement and people could look that up and see what happened. What do you think about the? Do you have anything to say about that? Uh, you know, that was, uh, realistically, I'm not going to besmirch. I had have, I have misgivings about that mm-hmm. because the original uh, thing was this here, which a lot of people don't know, what you probably do. Mm-hmm. You know, you being a learned man as well. Black went to trial mm-hmm. in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And got a um, three million dollar verdict. Mm-hmm. Said, "Let's go." And 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 the judge said, "They really got the him three million. So so all right, cool. So they came back. Federal court said, "Well, no. Everything, every defendant, I mean, or plaintiff, have to go to trial." Mm-hmm. I'm telling the attorneys, yeah, "Let's go." Let's go. You can get so many lawyers. I'm sure that will yeah. love to come and represent us mm-hmm. in this whole situation. Let's go. They took a settlement. Took a settlement. They took a settlement. And see, I was a little perturbed about that because I was in jail. So there's a lot to do. New York got money. Mm-hmm. We live in a society where they print money. It's a machine. But they mm-hmm. this. In 1970, 74, 75. 76, look it up, Loggins versus Oswald. I did it in 1983, pro se. Mm-hmm. And after it got past the preliminaries, uh, Judge Curtin, federal judge in the Western District assigned attorney, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try one, and I beat him at a trial. I won, I won money from the state of New York in a mm-hmm. federal trial, federal 1983. Mm-hmm. Okay, jury came. This is very hard. Jury came back, gave me $1,000. Yeah, listen. All right. It was, it was, it was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it, w- it was a knock to show that this system should be held accountable. And, 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 and that's what basically when they went for a post-trial uh, uh, verdict of revenues and whatnot, Curtin said no. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, after I came out the box in Attica, May of um, 1971, May of 72, rather, excuse me, in um, June... Two months later, I was back in the box. Back in the box. See, I, I they told me you, just, you start trouble in our jail, so we put you in the box for being a revolutionary. Hmm. My brother's up there anyway. I'm cool with that. And by then, you were a member of the party. I was my party when, when the thing jumped off. But the, what I'm saying is, um, I got you know people out of Buffalo State uh, and Buffalo University the Law Department. Mm-hmm. They just send us periodicals. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff, stuff to read about law, mm-hmm. constitutional, so forth, et cetera. And um, I read this, uh, what was it, student that won money from the state that was put in the box for no good reason. And I read it, and I put in 1983, and, you know, proceed on hand. And, 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 and um, Curtin said, you can proceed. 
And the, you know, the state naturally they came up with a whole lot of shit. Defense, oh no, 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 he can proceed. And, and, and then they assigned me attorney, and the rest is history. Well, it's funny. Um, you know, we're gonna end soon, but I wanted just a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, you were released in '97. Well, no, '93. You got work. I released. got work release, but I was still under the guys. Still under the guys. Under uh, the correct department of correction. Yeah. And you got from under the guys the department of corrections in '97. '97. Yeah. And you then began working with who? <laughs> District attorney's office. No, 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 no not that. Um, in that, go back to work '93. In '93, when I came out on work release in December '1993. I got a job as a gopher mm. in uh, Regina Darby's office. I don't know if you're familiar with the system. Mm. She had an office down on Franklin Street. The only, mm. only black woman that had an office down there, mm. Regina Darby. Mm -hmm. And I was the office gopher. And, you know, go get this. Mm. Uh, she calls up doing the right thing. You know, people coming out. I was the only one there. And this other lawyer that was there, uh, Charlene Chevalier, she seen me reading the law journal one day. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know what you're doing? Sure, I do. I'm looking at the case. <laughs> she said, well, I said, no, in jail I did. She said, do you know the researchers? I said, uh, you mean do I know the shepherdites? Mm -hmm. And she said, most people don't know what yeah, shepherdites yeah. yeah, she said, uh, can you, I said, I'm going to start again. So I went to uh, New York School of Law, mm -hmm. not too far away, and got the cases that I was rubbing to a case that she wanted, mm -hmm. and all the side cases, and when mm -hmm. I had them cops on. She said, you know, I said, 20 years in the law library. I'm gonna learn something. You got some paralegals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, so I'm my shit. I want to just say thank you again, Tyrone, for even coming. We are gonna take a break. We are gonna try to find some some beautiful jazz revolutionary music um, mm. for this break, and we'll be right back. When the revolution comes. When the revolution comes. When the revolution comes. When the revolution comes, some of us will probably catch it on TV with chicken hanging from our mouths. You'll know it's revolution because there won't be no commercial. When the revolution comes, when the revolution comes, preacher pimps are gonna split the scene with the communion wine stuck in their back pockets. Faggots won't be so funny then, and all the junkies will quit their nod and wake up when the revolution comes. When the revolution comes, transit cops will be crushed by the trains after losing their guns, and blood will run through the streets of Harlem, drowning anything without substance when the revolution comes. When the revolution comes, when the revolution comes. I hope pearly white teeth fall out of the mouths that speak of revolution without reference. The course of revolution is 360 degrees. Understand the cycle that never ends. Understand the beginning to be the end. And nothing is in between but space and time that I make or you make to relate or not to relate to the world outside. My mind, your mind, speak not of revolution until you are willing to eat rats to survive. When the revolution comes. When the revolution comes, when the revolution comes, guns and rifles will be taking the place of poems and essays. Black cultural centers will be fought supplying the revolutionaries with food and arms when the revolution comes. When the revolution comes, white death will fall off the walls of museums and churches, breaking the lie that enslaved our mothers. When the revolution comes, when the revolution comes, Jesus Christ is going to be standing on the corner of Lenox Avenue and 125th Street, trying to catch the first gypsy camp out of Harlem. When the revolution comes, when the revolution comes, Jew merchants will give away matzo balls and gefilte fish to anyone they see with an afro. Frank Schiffen will give away the Apollo to the first person he sees wearing a blue dashiki when the revolution comes. When the revolution comes, Afros are going to be trying
straighten their heads. And straighten heads are gonna be trying to wear afros when the revolution comes. When the revolution comes. When the revolution comes. When the revolution comes. But until then, you know and I know niggas will party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party. Some might even die before the revolution comes. So we, we're, we're back. You easily, so a lot of people don't know, um, listening, me and, me and uh, Mr. Larkins have a friend in common. Oh, God. Uh, Richie Langone. Salute Very Richie. Uh, good lawyer. Me and Richie, along with David, Richie and David Breitbart represented Marat Kravoy, and I represented Vitaly Ivanitsky, a Ukrainian. In a, a Russian mafia case in New York, wow. and um, me and Richie became me and Richie saw eye to eye. Good. And when I found out that was your man, and y'all actually did time together, yeah, um, that took me back a little bit. You know, well, you know, Kenny. Let me interject. I was, it was not far fetched to see that you would see eye to eye with Richie. Mm -hmm. Richie was one of the type of guys. Mm -hmm. Real recognize real, mm -hmm. and that just don't apply to black folks. I got you. If you right. real people, you real people, mm -hmm. and to his credit, Richie was no suck in the penitentiary. No, he wasn't no suck guy. I mean, he stayed in the law library. Uh -huh. He was, you know, I'm gonna get this monster mm -hmm. up off me. Mm -hmm. And in the process of doing that, you read. And I think David was his attorney. Okay. If I remember correctly. Perhaps around the end. And yeah. Perhaps around the end. Yeah. And yeah. Because Richie was doing so much work. Matter of fact, he's a great appeals attorney. And you know why? Mm -hmm. Because the work that we did in the law library. Remember, you read cases, mm -hmm. and you. I mean, and when you learn how to start framing them properly, you can develop your argument as a matter of law, as a matter of fact. You know, Ty, something you just said that I want people who listen to understand. I run, I run around, right? There's guys in the law library right now who they don't frame it properly. I know. And they're messing themselves I, up. Listen, listen, we, the biggest argument. You we, just hit it right on the head. Me and Richie used to argue bad laws want to come from this shit. I mean, about certain mm -hmm, cases mm -hmm. that certain people was arguing. And one of the best things we looked at, see, remember, I'm older than Richie. So I used to show him what Coram Novus was mm -hmm. as opposed to 440 when 440 inducted that. Because mm -hmm. I came under, when I was convicted, it was the criminal criminal code of procedures, mm -hmm. not the criminal procedure. Not the CPL. It mm -hmm. was a criminal code of procedure. And that was a conflict with the penal law. And that's one of the things me, him, God bless the dead, Eddie Ellis, we was really Eddie Ellis. He's good doctor. Yo. We started the bid together. Yo. Me, Eddie, and the white guy you seen in the uh, uh, um, uh, Al Victory, we all started. Yo, we Eddie, all came up state together. Yo, I didn't even know that. Yo, Ty, listen, Eddie Ellis, let me show you how wild the world is. Well, I, my first legal, no, my first legal job was a paralegal for Joy Vistola, mm -hmm. uh, uh, organized crime case that. Um, the, the trade waste management um, federal case. My second job was at Neighborhood Defender Services of Harlem. 125th Street. 125th Street. And Eddie Ellis, yeah. cool, black, beautiful black dude, yeah. come through, and I met Eddie, 
I go to I end up going to Fordham Law School. Uh-huh. Um and Eddie's daughter works at Fordham Law School. Yeah. My home, my people's yeah. rear. She's from Harlem. Yeah. And that's 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 my niece. Wow. That's my niece. See, Eddie's my brother. Yo, he's a beautiful dude. We 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 did we did this bit together. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, we did this bit together. Eddie was one of the guys for unfortunately got shipped out, went to Comstock and wind up in Green Haven. I stayed in Attica a year after the thing, and December of seventy two, I came down to Green Haven. Who I run to? Eddie and a whole bunch of dudes. Yo, what's bro, you up? Come in, man. Let's do what we do. Let's do what we do. Let's find a way out. So what we did, uh, the colleges started, Marist College, we all registered at the Marist College together. That's crazy. Top. And we was doing shit like, I mean, come on, man. What? what? I'm sorry. No, I didn't, that, you, that's crazy. What do you think needs, what are some of the things that need to happen? Because it's not just one. And it's something Malcolm has a quote and I don't want to misquote what he says, but he says, you know, you can't organize the people if they sleep. You got to wake them up. You got to wake them up. What? You're dealing with the young generation now. Hmm. In this prison, this this next generation is getting lined up and sold a bad bag of goods in another American trend that is matched. Now it's all mixed up with lifestyle and entertainment and, and music and all this other stuff. And you've seen another generation going down that road. And you're watching this system that's saying, you know what we're going to do? We got an answer for this. We're going to lock y'all up. Uh, uh, what needs to happen? Or what are some of the things that need to happen to steer these young people in the right direction? Or get them distracted to the right things and not the wrong things? Coming from tough beginnings. Complex. Easy, easy, easy question. Complex answer, uh, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew who my father was. Mm-hmm. I knew who my mother was. Mm-hmm. Um, my generation, it was demanded that whoever we was, you knew who your parents was. And if they wasn't there in the household, somebody in that community became a surrogate mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. You don't have that much no more. I mean, we have the child rights thing and all these mm-hmm. type of initiatives, but it don't go out to meet that youngster in the street who's ready to go down the same road I do. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do, and I think I, <coughs> I think I'm good at it. The biggest thing I tell the young man I work with: don't let my past be your future. <laughs> my past be your future, man. Get 29 motherfucking years. Mm-hmm. Straight like that. And they didn't have TVs in the cell and none of that bullshit that you can go in and be comfortable with. In the Nobody wants to be com- comfortable or complacent in the penitentiary. Mm-hmm. That's the school I came out mm-hmm. I couldn't climb over the wall, get a writ, to reverse the conviction, couldn't, you know, do whatever to get out. Then I did it. And, and it's something that, it's funny you say that, Todd, because these young people, they don't understand the system that's in play, right? Yo, those days of getting that reversal or coming back home or coming back down, it's dead. It's dead. Them I days is over. 
I know, I know. You know, you you know, you listen, man. I recognize just by being in the well sometimes, even from and I'm dealing from a programmatic mm -hmm. standpoint. Uh, and I and sometimes when I have to sit in the audience and I see cases being argued to I see incompetency on both parts. On both, both sides. sides. Both sides. And from the bench. Both, uh, uh, make no mistake about it. That's yeah. where it starts Talks, at. Yeah. And I'm saying, Well, I'll be God I'll be John Brown. Yeah. And you see the profound brokenness from the home. Oh, listen, that that's the the nexus of the whole thing is where did you come from? Well, you know, we sit down and talk about fatherhood to young men. Do you know how to be a father? No, fuck that. Do you know how to be a father? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know you never had a father in your life, mm -hmm. but let's talk about fatherhood and responsibilities of such. You know what I saw this week? That's uh, I saw it, you know, on a weekly basis. And, you know, first I want to say thank you, man. I, I want to invite you back because we got a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we do. Um, through the course of the day, when you when you are a capital, federal, state criminal defense attorney, then I teach law school. Then I, I have my brothers and we in the community, Brooklyn Combine. The events and the interactions that I have through the course of a week are just, sometimes they're overwhelming. Yeah, good day. Um, you're running from state court to federal court. You're seeing clients, some who have family, many who don't. Some who are in the street, some who think they want to be in the street, some who get caught up. And this week, I uh, had a case on, and it was in federal court. Um, just to quickly run through it, uh, I, I, I was already, I had did a sentencing in front of a very serious judge, and it was a good sentence for a client that I represented was charged with a federal kidnapping. Mm. I walk out the courtroom. And I say, he has to surrender in two months. I, I, I tell him to try to, you know, do, get his life together, talk to his mom. Get your affairs in order. You know what I'm saying? Get your affairs in order. Get your affairs in order, man. You, you, look, you got lucky. Yeah. His mother says, I know, Mr. Montgomery, and, you know, you don't have to turn yourself and surrender, but, yo, you coming home still a young man, get your affairs in order. Yeah. As I'm leaving on the same floor, I have a status conference on a drug conspiracy case that I just was hired in. Somebody walks up to me, but you know, we all got masks on. And he's like, yo, Kim Montgomery. And I was like, yo. He's like, yo, you represented my man, um, 80. You went to trial with him. And I'll never forget you. I seen you do your thing in the courtroom. And he said, I never forget. A lot of people have come to support my client at the trial. Very, a lot of street guys. But some of them were too comfortable in the, in the, in the gallery. Mm -hmm. And I know how a jury sees that. And I know how a judge sees that. Mm -hmm. I know how a court, a, a court officer sees that. And I know when he got to sit on my jury, if, if what he may say. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I do, he said, yo, i never forget you barked on everybody and cursed them out and told them, yo, if you don't know how to hold yourself right, get up out of here. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I remember you. Yeah. Then he's like, he told me about, uh, I spoke at a very dear friend of mine's funeral, Ice Big J. Mm -hmm. So then it's getting close to the case being called. And the hallway's filling up. And it's, I would say, Ty, about 100 people. It's like six, it's like nine defendants. About 100, 100 
10 people come to sit in the courtroom to support those nine defendants. Mm -hmm. Out of those 110, 20 people, 80% women and children. Yeah. 80, 85% women yeah. and children. Yeah. Then the dynamics of defendant one, he might have four or five ladies on his team, mm -hmm. and all four or five of them got kids. Got kids, but then all four or five of them feel like they the one that need to talk to the lawyer. Yeah. Oh no, I need to talk to the lawyer. So yeah. you got this this yeah. friction yeah. Yeah. that's permeating in the just in the galley. Yeah. And dudes sitting in and I'm like, damn, cats are committed to a lifestyle now that don't got their business in order. Like their business is a mess. And we have this profound ignorance that we don't want to address. You know, you got dudes hustling where it don't even make good sense to do it no more. You're not making no money off of that. The risk is not, the risk is too great. Squared it in what you actually come from. And, you know, let, let, let me say this. I, I need to inject something. I remember when Tupac got sent upstate. Mm -hmm. I, I, I still had more. Well, I have ties with people. That's all up top, mm -hmm. time and the way I did my time. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew one of his lawyers, Mike Warren. Right. Tupac was not supposed to go to PC. Mm -hmm. He had a he would have a veil around him. He wouldn't be they wouldn't have been harmed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Matulu was well yeah, respected. Mm -hmm. He was well respected, mm -hmm. and everybody, you know. We can't let nothing happen to him. This is like one mm -hmm. of our, your heroes, mm -hmm. but, but he's one of my friend's sons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So nothing could happen. Going back to Feeney, the Panther 21, mm -hmm. nothing would have happened to him. And Jamel was out, Joseph, a good friend of Nothing him. would have happened mm -hmm. to him. Okay, they make it, they twist it and flip it. You know, I didn't see him, but sent word, bro. You didn't have to go like that. Even with that thing with Shug, you didn't have mm -hmm. to be like that, bro. He mm -hmm. was all right. Mm -hmm. He was all right. Yeah. Because they had an involved protection in Clinton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could say, oh, yeah, just, I'm going to go population. You would have been all right. Yeah. But, but, you know, we know how the system worked. In my thought, maybe this is the best thing for him. Mm -hmm. and, and played it like that. Mm -hmm. and, but, and, and the point I'm getting at in terms of when we talk about those certain. Uh, protocols that we know of mm -hmm. some people do adhere to them mm -hmm. one of the things I try to do with, with our young men Kenny is you know what let's break certain dynamics like it's, I'm, that whole ex-offender thing I'm tired I get tired get burned out for that <laughs> the, the 12 years I was on parole mm -hmm. let's go down to 40th street everybody won't talk about the penitentiary yeah in the, in, in the big black we're waiting on the problem so I know penitentiary or Who's doing what uptown? Who's doing mm -hmm, this? Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was living in Harlem. And I wanted to get away from this shit so bad. And Bros asked me, what is your most difficult day? I said, well, I got to come see you. I said, no, don't get it. Let's don't get it twisted. I hate to see my peers talk about shit that's not real. Because mm -hmm. I'm not into it. <laughs> the only work I can get, now dig this. My degree is in business administration marketing. Mm -hmm. Okay, from members. I could not get the, that type of work. So only work that was open to me, available to me, was social service. Mm -hmm. 
And I did, I did it all. Okay, from dealing with New York, New York, the nuts, AIDS, HIV, all, all that, all that. News coming from the penitentiary, all that. It will burn your ass out mm -hmm. if you don't have no place to get away from. Mm -hmm. So I should do other things that put me in a bad light. And I backed up off of that also. I don't mm -hmm. want to get into it. Mm -hmm. Backed up because it, it wasn't good for me. Mm -hmm. And I told myself it wasn't going back. Not going back. So the point is, you know, when you use, when I use Attica as a, well, let me look back to that. Do you want to go back to that shit? No, because I know how I, if I go to jail today, I'll probably be dead in maybe two, three days. Because mm -hmm. I know how I did. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to accept what these kids accept to say, this is the way we get to survive in the penitentiary. Mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and it's something you said. What I'm thinking about is that we, we've, we, are, we are living in a delusion. And it ain't just, listen, let me tell you too. I just left an event where Chuck Schumer, Hakeem Jeffries, Loretta Lynch, mm -hmm. federal judges yeah. all over the place, federal prosecutors, mm -hmm. U.S. attorneys all over the place. Mm -hmm. And when you look at blackness, you realize that even the people who were so-called made it, their journey is filled with trying to get next to whiteness or to appear to be as far away from blackness as possible. And you know, that, that's grief. It is grief. That's grief, man. And you look at these young men, these young women, coming, living what they think is the street life to get this record deal or to, to, to this, the escaping, the, the trappings of, to get out of the trappings of poverty you know, you think that street life, criminality, or getting a record deal, and now they're mixing both up to get out of it. You think that delusion gives you greater control over your narrative, when in fact, all it does is create more grief. Yes, it does. And we don't know what we should know, because the ancestors, they already laid it down for us. Like, yo, the blueprint is there. You can go read it. You can go pull what BLA and them were talking about, why they got started. You go pull the Panthers, Elaine Brown, Angela Davis. You can go pull what uh, David Walker um, was writing about and all these great black thinkers and writers were thinking about and how they understood this system. We don't want to do our homework. No. Now, you know, if we begin to teach our children, the community, as you said, came together to help those kids who family can't couldn't keep them out of the cracks, you know, you would begin to see certain things change. The ideology, you had an ideology that helped you survive yeah. at, a, at a time. We even had an ideology to some degree, but I think we're at a, we had a, a real important period right now because it's almost like this thing could get so gone that you can run out of ideas. Well, not well. You know what? You're correct, and it's a cautionary time. Um, I am a lover of history. Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to go back to Mansa Musa, mm -hmm. Zen Zan, Trump mm -hmm. was the first man mm -hmm. that walked in Audubon Court. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love all that. But bringing it up to perspective of what we're dealing with right now, from uh, 
national, international places. Uh, the first time white men started shooting at white men and killing white men, um, this right because we talked about this on a couple of episodes ago black black female DA Bronx yeah Hispanic DA Brooklyn Brooklyn. DA Mm -hmm. uh, male black US Southern District Attorney Manhattan North North, uh, Southern District black male Eastern District US Attorney black mayor black female Cop, head cop, black head of education. Now, tonight, a white guy came up to me. White guy who you know. I'm going to tell you who it is when we get off of this. Former federal prosecutor, state prosecutor, left doing something different now. And he starts telling me about how, you know, he's feeling queasy about how like yo, they oh black Manhattan male DA. Yeah. How he's feeling queasy because this criminal justice reform can like they they can do it, but they never get to the butt. Like ah ah ah. And I had to look at him and I had to say, you know what? I said I hear you. But this system is never going to correct itself. It's a system that's built off of inaccountability. And what I mean by that is when you can kill and enslave people wipe out a whole generation of people, a race of people, indigenous people, and then enslave blacks, kill blacks, and do all this, and then come up with democracy, and never get held accountable for it, and while you do it, make a, a, a constitution and say everyone, every man is created equal. What are you talking about? That's a system that doesn't appreciate accountability, mm-hmm. right? That's a system where you could come with the false narrative. Yo, hey, hey, you lost by three million votes. No, you didn't, they cheated. I won. Mm-hmm. We won. Right. Confederate flag. We won. What are you talking about? Let's have a riot. Yeah, let's riot. Yeah, we won. Let's show. No, let's, let's take this back. When, when, when you have that, the only way we can save us is with us. And it got to start with those people like you, me, 
Get those other people, get together, and be like, yo, look, this is how we're going to do it. Yo, close that door, man. Yo, the door is open. Everybody could come in. Everybody looking at us. Yo, close the blinds, close the door. Yo, boom, this is where we at. Until we get a solution. Yeah, we gotta do it. It ain't coming from these rich people. It ain't coming from no wealthy people. It ain't coming from these people on the boob tube. It ain't coming from these people in political office because all of those people are okay with this because they're getting their money. It may be crumbs for some. It may be a big crumb for some of us. It may be a, a small, tiny portion of a pie for others. But until that happens... You know we're gonna be keep we're gonna keep going in this circle, and you hit it on the head, man. Like there has to be at some point you gotta say enough is enough. Like Attica, like at some point you gotta say enough is enough. And yeah. um, I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm here, brother. And I'm oh. glad you had took the time out. I know you you have other obligations much more important than this, but I'm glad you took the time out to kick it with us. I'm glad that you selected. Your story is greater than Attica. And we, I mean, how much did we talk about Attica oh, in this conversation? You know, because it revolves, the life history revolves around it. Uh, you, and, uh, you, know, you and I are here because, uh, you know, we talk about our ancestors in the Middle Passage. Mm -hmm. Somebody survived. Somebody survived. Somebody survived, bro. Somebody survived. I mean, I'm a little louder because of the rape on the plantation. Mm -hmm. We all realize that. But you know what? We still are who we are. You know, I come from the remnants. Of, you, know, you say Adam, I can say Zanthropolis. That's the Garden of Eden. It's all the same place. Mm -hmm. We know our history. Read Chester with We are learned people of that. But it's not a matter of learning and keeping the intellect for ourselves or let's have the discussion among us. You gotta go. Demonstrate you gotta, with, to, to with young, that guy that's on the corner right there. Like or, or, or the little. Absolutely. Aren't you not and give yo, me that motherfucker? And that's, and that's why they had to get rid of motherfucking Malcolm and, and Fred. And we learn from those mistakes. Six. Because there's ways. That, because you know what? You can put. A, well, let me put all the images up there. Da, 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 and say, this is what we're going to do. But you're going to look good doing it. And we're just getting the work done. All we're concerned about is the end result of what we want to do, bro. Yeah. And on that note. Yo, thank you. Peace. We see y'all later.
instructed that my culture is rooted in myth and that it is with art and poetry that we shape reality. What you call reality is rooted in myth. The tree that you eat from is actually upside down and the roots are in the sky. I must remind you that I have saw spaceships before and that all space programs are from Africa.